Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. these trailers yeah oh, we're gonna entertainment news we're gonna we're gonna wrestle this hype to the map hell yeah yeah we are get suplex strength. trailers <laughs> hell yeah and get jackhammered in front of twenty thousand people like <laughs> la parka hell yeah <laughs> hello everyone hello hello welcome to the episode of hype cast hype cast the show where we get hyped about stuff and things i'm your co-host tom ryman I'm the other one, David Bell. And I'm your guest, Christian Ramirez. Hey! Christian! Hi. Great to have you on, man. Thank you. It's good to be on. How have you been? What are you up uh, to? What have you been doing? I mean, it's really... Now it's like... Now that I have my um, regular job, it's <laughs> it's very normal. Mm-hmm. It's like... I've had the thought that's like, oh, I guess it's just this until I die. Okay. That's not too bad. There's worse things. <laughs> yeah, there are worse things. Yeah. We could be in prison. We could all exactly. be in prison right now, but we're not. No, and it's like, it's good they because... Haven't, they haven't gotten us yet. <laughs> they don't know. But yeah, this it's, yeah, it's a good we job. May, we may know. be yet. Yeah. I get to work for the school district, so but I'm also working like with construction companies, so I get to get up very early and then be done early in the oh. day, which is fine. That's like how I prefer it don't have to deal with as much uh traffic i mean yeah i don't want to make this a traffic podcast but we've all lived in la we know (laughs) traffic cast yeah i get it like whenever i wake up early and get a bunch of shit done it feels great i feel invincible (laughs) yeah tom you're on the east coast so you you are like magic for the west coast yeah you're a time by the time i wake up yeah um hermione's clock from that third one (laughs) Um, yeah, do you, do you have anything you want to plug, by the way, at the start of all this? N- no, um, but I reserve the right to ask you guys to come on again in the new- near future because I do have a thing that I'm kind of batting around right now. That I, I, I'll talk to you guys more about it off mic, but this is like sure. okay. yeah, an idea that I really want like some input on. I've already talked to like Logan and Chris Corlew about it, so it's like... Yeah, it's something cool. that I'm playing with right now. Oh yeah, and you of course you can come back on. I would say like if if you want to plug it at a certain point, I don't know why we're having this conversation recording, <laughs> but um 
just give me give us an email just yeah. fucking say hey i want to come on yeah absolutely uh, you're always welcome on awesome yeah, Thank you. sounds good what else is new what, what other is there any other shit to talk about oh i i didn't put the fucking elden ring thing on here just because me and tom recorded a podcast before this oh, okay. so i didn't have time yeah, no uh worries. but like what well what is that what's going on there oh, so, this elden ring dlc yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. you, you go ahead, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I think uh, what like okay because I've been watch I've watched all the the nerds on YouTube talking about the lore of Elden Ring and everything, and it looks mm-hmm. like if you've played Elden Ring, uh, the boss at the end of the big like blood area uh, with the trident that you get it's extremely powerful. Um, there's an egg with an arm hanging out of it. And that was apparently a prince of that timeline and in that kingdom. And uh, he's a prince of dreams or something like that. And so they think that Shadow of the Erd Tree is going to kind of deal with that because he's been in that little cocoon for a long time. And so yeah. maybe you go into the dream world and fight a bunch of stuff there. It's going to be, from what I understand, it's Mikella is 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 the prince that's her brother melania's yeah. brother and then queen mariketh i think or i forget yeah. it's another m name yeah um that i still haven't fought that like... boss i haven't fought melania yet i've watched yeah. videos on it and mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like i understand like this is not me i don't throw my controllers because they're expensive but I get why people have broken stuff fight, fighting that particular boss. It is extremely frustrating. <laughs> I should play Elden Ring sometime. I should check that out. Yeah. If you like any sweet. of the other Dark Souls stuff, then yeah, Elden Ring is great. I should play the other Dark Souls stuff <laughs> someday. <laughs> I should check that out. Just get I've ready for some real nasty fantasy. Some goopy dark uh, sad. I like goop yeah goop goop is uh, you're gonna like these games then lots of goop yeah, there's a lot, lot of Gwyneth a lot of Gwyneth in these games <laughs> goopy game yeah. oh. so okay. much goop mm-hmm. I'll check that out I'll check out the goop game mm-hmm. should we speaking of goo should we thank some producers I think we Hell should yeah. probably do that all right, big old gooey thank you to at nerd numbers thank, thank you. you very much thank you thank you to zero charisma thank you so much Thank Thanks. you to a bag full of bags. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you to Aaron Mercer. Thank you so much. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. AJ. Thank you to Andrew. Save Papa Alfred's <laughs> How. Thanks. Uh, thank you to Andrew McGuire. Totally likes movies, Andrew How. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. <laughs> thank you so much. Woo. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank, thank you to you. Brian, whom Tom knows. Woo. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you to Burrito wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska, because they loves y'all. Woo. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Woo. Thank you. And thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Oh boy. It is time yeah. to talk about trailers. Yeah. And of course, there's the big one, the <laughs> one that everybody is talking about yep. on the internet. And that is Borderlands. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys play... I played... What was the last one? Three. I played that. Or Tiny that was Tina's my introduction. but yeah. Okay, I didn't oh, play okay. that, but I played three. That was my introduction to Borderlands, and I really liked the game. I didn't like grinding for loot. Like, they, I didn't do that, but the game itself... I played I played it the reasonable amount that most people play a game. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys both played that one? I have put hundreds of hours 
uh, mm-hmm. into all of the Borderlands games. Okay, yeah, I'm on the other end of the spectrum in that I played it only a little bit when it came out. It was like, it's okay. very cool and I like the world. But um, yeah, it was just, I'm not, I don't do a lot of shooters. Lo- so we're all- Looters are kind of a b- big thing for me. I like Diablo a lot too. There you go. Yeah. I like loot grinds. So we're the full spectrum. Yeah, I don't, so I, I know this is not the movie. I don't kind of get loot grinds. I remember I did some of them with you guys on Borderlands. And it was like, so we're just going to loop, like, fi- shoot this boss the same over and over again, like, <laughs> for hours. And it, like, it, it just didn't do it for me. And mind you, this is from a guy who will sit in mine blocks in minecraft for hours <laughs> yeah. so i know that everybody has their own thing yeah. it's, like just, I, it's meditative for me in the way that exactly. minecraft yep. is meditative for you i i, I absolutely exactly. shut my brain off yep. yeah because it really, it's, it. it's the same thing as minecraft it's just i'm trying i'm chasing i'm doing the same activity over and over again so i can find an item that will make all of my numbers go up slightly yep. more yep. Yep. yeah that's it. No, it's the <laughs> same thing I do with Souls games. Like I, I don't even. I turn my brain off and just like respond. It's just, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's good. Uh, but I do really like the story and the world and the characters of yeah. Borderlands as well. It's not just the game. Like I like everything about Borderlands. Although I do, I, in the later games, the humor got a little tired. Um, sure. In some spots, uh, not not altogether, but. Um, just in the in the way that like later seasons of Archer got a little tired when it got so yep, self-referential. Right. Like the games got a little kind of too inside joke for like winking at themselves. Yeah. But other, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a franchise that I really like. Um, and I thought this trailer looked fine. It's an awesome yeah, cast. I'm... Seems like a Borderlands movie. Yeah, I'm very excited for this movie, but I'm very hesitant about details. It's Eli Roth who. I just never really meshed with. Right. You know, like I, I've gotten to this point where I'm like, most of the time he makes a movie, I just, it, it never really, like, I don't love it. That said, this doesn't feel like an Eli Roth movie. This feels like him doing a studio film. Yeah. Like um, House of the Clock and Its Walls. Exactly. Which I liked. Yeah. yeah. So good. I'm not, I'm less worried about that. I agree with you, Tom, that the world is really cool and I like it. And I kind of, like I'm like yeah, let's make ten of these. You know, yeah, this not? is great. <laughs> yeah, my my critique, and I I should clarify this from my notes, is that I think the trailer itself is a problem. The trailer itself is really trying to make it Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and I kind of hope the movie isn't that because I don't think I just don't think what the trailer is putting down is funny or weird looking enough in the trailer to to call that shot and to be like look at us aren't we aren't we nuts we're just like guardians of the galaxy like it doesn't actually feel like it's on the same level as guardians of the galaxy in the trailer right but it doesn't have to be no it doesn't like that's the thing is it doesn't need to be that but it's it feels like it's trying to be that and so i kind of wish i hope the film is just trying to be its own thing because i think that's what actually made a movie like guardians good right yeah we like guardians because it was something we hadn't seen before but of course studios don't understand that so they just copy the thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it it's like well we saw that before you're doing you're the you're you're missing the point so that's all to say that i just hope they separate themselves from that makes sense me too Uh, i i suspect that it's probably a little meaner than the trailer is letting on Hmm. that 
Honestly, that'd be great. Yeah, the games the are kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell if it was going to be R-rated. That's and another not, big question mark. To be honest, I don't think it needs to be. Uh, I think it's, I would like it to be. I think it would help it. We did. We discussed that uh, when we did our We Just Watched of Argyle. Like, I feel like being R-rated might have helped Argyle a little bit. Because yeah. it, it definitely helps Matthew Vaughn's specific style. Yeah. Yeah, and Eli Roth. And that would actually make this And it's in Borderlands. More... Yeah, Borderlands, yeah. the video game, is over-the-top Quentin Tarantino violence. Yeah. But I'm a little scared it's not. I'm a little scared they want to make this for all ages. They want to make Guardians of the Galaxy. It's weird. It's an like, M-rated game. I don't know why you do that. I know, but yeah. like, I'm getting that vibe from this trailer, right? That that's what they want. I, like, I, there, you, there's... There's a gap in a Kate Blanchett line where you can tell they edited out an F word. That's good. Um, yeah, because like that robot doing the puking thing, that felt like a Pixar joke. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're we doing... We other... out the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I chuckled at so, that a little bit, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, it's not bad. It's it's cute. It's like, Jack it's, Black is a little robot. Yeah. yeah. I love the casting. The I fucking cast love is pretty awesome. Cast. It's pretty <laughs> great, yeah. Yeah. I just really think they this was probably pitched as being the next Guardians. Maybe. And then I think the studio's going mean, to try to fit it in there. I, it had been in development for a while, but I wouldn't be surprised if like the success of Guardians specifically is something they, they pointed to, because there are a lot of similarities in the tone. Yeah. And yeah, it's something that it kind of feels like maybe the because the fallout series is coming out too it's got similar oh yeah the the creators are probably going to get similar i guess ideas about it um just because video game and like the tone seems feels a little samey in that in that area but that's right. like there's room i guess for more sure. mad maxes like <laughs> yeah like, Fury oh, yeah. Road is the one of the best movies of this century, so I'm like, sure. If, if even if this is not anywhere close, even if it's just like okay, Fury Road, then I'm like, yeah, absolutely, I will watch this movie. Yeah, it looks like right now it is unclear. They haven't said if it's R, and from this trailer, at least the popular view that I'm reading is most people are like, this is going to be PG-13, and that's again going back to the trailer itself. I'm like. If it is R, they need to tell us. Yeah. I think that would make people very happy. If this, like, they should have a red band trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this, but I'm like, it's like cautiously optimistic, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Love Jamie Lee Curtis in this. I did not fucking expect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Incredible that she's in this. And it's perfect. Yeah. The, the character that she's playing is perfect for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It all, it, it seems fun. And then fucking Kate Blanche as yep. well, yeah, yeah. where I'm like, that almost feels, this feels like, really? You got her? How did you get her? You know, like, doesn't she, she have other She must like do? Eli Roth because she had her in House of the Clock and its walls. Oh, that's true. Shit, you're right. Yeah, they, him, her and Jack Black were both in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's weird to say, like, I really like, at least, I mean, I don't have a big sample size, but I like when Eli Roth does a studio film. Yeah. Uh, so far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> uh, uh, should we move on? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Asphalt City. Um, I I said the like it's the like top gritty comment. ass paramedic movie. Yeah, training day <laughs> for paramedics. Um, it's bringing out the dead, but like yeah, it's like a grizzled older paramedic. Um, 
played by Sean Penn. Do sure I, am is, I remembering yeah. that right? And Ty Sheridan is the young one. Yeah, Sean Penn has he feels like gritty paramedic. Like like a racist paramedic. Yeah, he looks. If like, I just saw him has, on the street, he has never looked more like a wet cigarette than he does in this trailer. Yeah, like he looks. He has aged and just like twisted and stiffened into the ideal version of this character. Yeah, <laughs> just this by the natural process of being Sean Penn. <laughs> this feels like a fairly low budget film, which I want to talk about more later. Um, but it's basically it's a. Um, it's a gritty, gritty paramedics um, in, I don't know where, well, New York. New York or Los Angeles, I'm sure. But um, I think they have FDNY jackets on. So it might be F- New York. Um, yeah, it's probably New York. I, I think I remember. I, I can't remember um, where, what city it's in. It seems like the, the conflict is Sean Penn's this grizzled, jaded, older, senior paramedic, and there is a situation where he does not administer care to someone, and we are to assume that that person has died. And Ty Sheridan is in the position of whether he is going to basically testify against him. That's what it seems like the trailer is yeah. hinting at. Yeah, it's like street justice. Yeah, and I mean, it's, uh, it seems like, like a good paramedic subject. Right, like he has a real right. grim yeah. view He's like, these people don't want your help. They don't like you at all. They don't want us here. Like, he's, he's, he's real MAGA energy. Right. <laughs> to, yeah. to, a, to an extent. I mean, I, I, I know this is uh, a lot of emergency responders probably struggle with, with becoming jaded. Um, but anyway, it's it seems something more like Copland to me than it seems like more nuanced than Training Day. Because Training Day is pretty straightforward. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Is Denzel good or bad? And that's it. That's the whole movie. <laughs> like this one is like, it, it seems like there's more of like, it's more about Ty Sheridan's character wrestling with this decision. What should he do about this? Do I want to be part of, like, do I dime him out? Cause it's the right thing to do, but find myself forever shut off to this brotherhood. Uh, right. What do I believe in? You know, it's a little bit more nuanced than it, training day was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It- it's a little silly. If you guys, did you guys read or watch Bringing Out the Dead? It's been too no, long since these. I've seen it. <laughs> I think I saw okay. it when I was younger, but that was it. Yeah. yeah it's it's I, one I, that I never saw. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. I read the book and I watched the movie. Um, the book was written by an actual paramedic okay. who was who drew drove an ambulance in Hell's Kitchen. So the entire book is based off a real night, basically. Um, and it's basically about being try, trying to numb yourself to it but also kind of you can't in some places or like the tragedy and sadness i actually knew a paramedic because I, I worked at an uh, overnight diner so like that was one of the people that would be in there yeah, often yeah. um and there is a there is an element of like they're a little numb to everything you know because you kind of have to be you'll go crazy yep. otherwise um He's the one that told me apparently hospitals will actually have like nice break rooms specifically for the paramedics. So paramedics bring body, like bring people there to their hospital. Like if it's like a, if they, if you have a choice, you'll go to the one with the nicer break room, which I think is funny. Uh, that's, uh, that's all to say that this feels like a, like a more Hollywood version. Like I would definitely recommend bringing out the dead because it's just a very grounded and real version of what it must be like which is to say it's also not very fun right this feels probably like it's going to be more fun 
Um, but it does feel like it's touching on that idea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely seems to be part of it. I don't know, it looks good. I don't... Uh, oh, yeah, I think so, too. I don't know if I want to watch Sean Penn act. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> done with Sean Penn, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Um, we, got, we got enough. Not, right, he's not a bad actor, but he's just... He no, he's, seems he's, like he's, he's an a, asshole. He's a good actor. He's a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he's not a... And he's not like a... Not that there is such a thing. Yeah. Like, he's not such a good actor that I'm like, ah, damn it. Oh, I got to watch right. him. It's just like, no. No. He's easily avoidable. But he is, he is one of those actors, like, when I am when I am watching something that he's in, it's like, ah, fuck, he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Mystic River. He's good. Is that my daughter in there? Is that my daughter in there? Yeah. My um, daughter in there. Yeah. I don't want to be like a snob for movies about paramedics, but when I was watching this, I was like, I'll go watch Bring Me Up to Death. <laughs> Thank you Thank very you. much. I mean, it does not It does not look like a bad movie. It does. Right. And no. again, there, there's room for more than one yeah. movie about paramedics. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's the Sean Penn of it the all. Sean Penn of it like, all. Nah. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> not, for whatever reason, it reminded me of like Casey Affleck popping up in Oppenheimer. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's you perfectly... know, and you're using him as a bad guy. So like, <laughs> right. In a way, it was perfectly utilized because exactly. they talk about what a what a depraved maniac he is for like a whole scene before, and then when yeah. they reveal that it's Casey Affleck, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that movie also it had everybody in it, so they're like, yeah, and like that means we have to have Casey Affleck in it too. He's gotta be in here. We'll cast him as a real monster, though. Oh, he's gonna yeah. be such a monster. That we're gonna spend the whole previous scene talking about what a monster he is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, he's not in it that long. You can put your thumb in front of your face and like, block his face out for those scenes. But yeah, it's like I have the same uh, vibes of him and Sean Penn being a monster in a movie. I'm like, okay, I guess that's good use of them. But yeah. also, what are you saying as a director about this? Like, right. do you know? Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you trying to say here? It's just, I don't know. It's this is my meta, like, thinking, overthinking it a little bit. But yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, by having these people in it. I think with a movie like this one, yeah. what they're actually saying is we got Sean Penn <laughs> and it was Yeah. Like because fair. this is a this feels like a pretty low budget film. Yeah. So I think it's that thing of like Sean Penn wants to be in this and they're like, all right, I guess we're gonna ignore what he is. Yeah. Uh and put him in the movie. Uh and I get it. I get it. Like for if if this was like a fairly indie film, I totally get that. Yeah. Struggling directors uh, gotta like if you can get a star, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, I'm still not going to watch it because, you know, t- I'll watch Bring Out the Dead instead. That has Nicolas Cage. Yep. That's Nicolas Cage. Um, let's talk about Shirley. Yeah. This is uh, Regina King playing boy. I know Shirley her Chisel. first name is Shirley. Yep. Shirley Chisel. The Chisel. first black Chisel. woman. What? Chisholm. Chisholm. With an M on the end. The first black congresswoman, I believe. And representative, I think. I think she was both. And representative. Wow. She's definitely the first black woman to run for the Democratic Party nomination, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's funny. I said she definitely, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, (laughs) I mean, she's, she's, you probably learned about, she's very famous. Yeah. It's, it's one of those stories where I'm like, yeah. We should have. We should make a movie about this. Yeah. It's weird. We hadn't yet. Like, yeah, um, and she's she's so good. Like I didn't I didn't care for where Watchmen went, but she was fucking electric in it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, uh, she's great. Yeah. This is coming to Netflix. This feels like she's. This is like you know, Oscar nom 
territory, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be great. We need, like, having an uplifting historical fiction, or not a fictionalized version of historical events is, like, that's nice sometimes. It doesn't always have to be super fucking depressing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The vibe feels like it's her and then a bunch of dudes being like, you can't do this. Yeah. And her being like, fuck you. <laughs> and that's that seems to be the dynamic dynamic of the movie. And I'm like, yeah, I bet that's that is how it happened. Probably <laughs> <laughs> that, now that you Man, bring it up. Tale as old as time. Yeah. How many, how many <laughs> that times feels have, accurate for sure. <laughs> yeah. How many times have old white dudes come together to tell people they can't do something? Right. Yep. That's, that's, <laughs> that's their pastime. They yeah. love doing that. That and baseball. Yeah. Uh, Who's making this movie? I'm going to look that up real quick. I remember watching the trailer and feeling like a bit of like, ah, it's it's Netflix. But, uh, you know, I guess we were just talking about how like mid-budget or lower-budget movies can't really make yeah. it in a theater so it's like well i'm glad yeah. this has distribution it's a, I i'd regularly rather have it have exist that. absolutely not, you know whenever something's in netflix i i literally go oh it's netflix because it's not just that it's not like this automatic it's the fact that for all we know this will get pulled right. like for all we know it'll 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 like you know just not happen and it it is, they, they, um, movies tend to just get buried when they get yep. released yeah. on streamers like they don't really give i don't know Anyway, I'm, I'm glad it ha- I'm Ridley. glad we're going to get to see it anyway. Yeah, John yeah. Ridley, Direct- John Ridley, who's to me he's directed some stuff, but I I know him more as a producer because he produced Undercover Undercover Brother. Okay. Also, Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, and he did the screenplay for Twelve Years a Slave and Red Tails and Ben Hur. He's a writer. Good. He's a writer. Okay. Did he write Undercover Brother? No. Oh, he did. He wrote Undercover Brother. Okay. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> An accomplished he write screenwriter this? and director. Yeah. He uh, he also wrote this. Good. Why didn't they put from the writer of Undercover Brother in the trailer? They should have. I don't know, Not Dave. the tone they were trying to strike. <laughs> Maybe not guess. the tone they were going for. <laughs> All right. That's the, I don't Same know, reason man. they didn't put from the writer of the Ben-Hur remake in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, that makes more sense. Maybe not the vibe they were going for. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, shit. He also wrote Three Kings. What is going on with this guy? Really? He's I thought David O. Russell did. Been working for he, a he long time. He has a time. story by credit. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, God damn. Yeah. Right, so I mean, that, that's all to say. This is probably going to be a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that these movies still get to get made. You yeah. Know? yeah. And speaking of which, Hopefully this it next won't get one. buried on Netflix. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, it'll get buried, but I hope it doesn't get pulled. It, yeah. They bury everything. Um, I want to talk about Knox Goes Away. I think the main character's name is Knox in this. It is. Which is seems like it's it. very that's very funny to me. Uh, this is directed by Michael Keaton, who stars in it. It also has Al Pacino looking real tired. Yeah. Um, it is like a, a gritty crime like cop thing, right? No, he's he appears to be um some sort of henchman or even contract killer hitman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then his son, James Marsden, <laughs> comes to him for right. help because yeah. he stabbed somebody to death uh, who he says was attacking his child. So he wants Michael Keaton's help getting rid of the evidence and making it all go away. But Michael Keaton is deteriorating from dementia, so he can't yeah. remember right. things. So we don't actually know if James Marsden's lying to him because as we see in the trailer, he comes to the door 
And he's like, do I know you? And he's like, it's me, dad. Right. Yep. Complicated mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. From director Michael Keaton. Um, did you guys get the vibe that this felt like it was very low budget? Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess the journey I went through was that I thought, oh, Michael Keaton's slumming it. Like, this is like, you know, when, you know, Bruce Willis used to do these, you know, $1 million films or like, where I was like, oh, okay, he just needed to pay rent. But then it said directed by Michael Keaton. And then I realized Al Pacino was in it. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, none of these guys need work. Like, they're doing fine. They don't need work. And what I realized is that this is just the only way you can make a mid-budget, like, crime drama yeah. anymore. Like, going back to the Asphalt City trailer, like, it occurs to me as, like, these all look, like, fairly cheap. And I think it's just because they can't get them made. Yep. Like, and they, like, you look at Al Pacino and it's like, what else is he going to do but, like, crime dramas? <laughs> like, he's built for crime <laughs> he's dramas. Al Pacino. He's Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're not making them. So he has to go, he has to, like, go where wherever they're being made. He has to go to some back alley crime drama. Yeah. Um, and that's in a the f- dimly lit sedan with Michael Keaton or limousine <laughs> right, like actually. Movie, yeah. They should have poured money on this movie. Michael Keaton's like, I want to direct this movie without Pacino, but it feels like they could barely afford to make this movie from the trailer. It doesn't look that bad. It just, no, it's not like it was shot in a backyard. No, 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 it no. just looks very tight, very dimly lit, you know, yeah, tight, tight shots. I mean, tightly focused. Oh Yeah. Yeah, but it just, just gave me those yeah. vibes. Does not have a big studio behind it kind of vibes. It's, but it, I, it's the, one of those things. It's like there's no secondary market for stuff now, so mid budget things can't live because uh, they don't. We don't right. sell DVDs anymore. Right, and it's from the director of National Treasure Book of Secrets. Sorry, from this writer. Oh. So like, I was about to on. say Michael Keaton directed. <laughs> that would be amazing. National Treasure Book of Secrets. <laughs> they also wrote Tomcats. So I don't know why they couldn't get this made like with a big budget. I mean, you I mean, think obviously Michael got Keaton could like talk to somebody and get it made, but I don't know. He's a Batman. He was literally, yeah, I was going to say he was literally just that movie was bad, but he was in a huge movie recently. So I don't yeah. know. That's why the, I can only conclude like this movie isn't bad or anything. It's just that studios don't care about you know they're not churning out crime dramas yep. we, we just not so this just felt like it was it was kind of it, it just looks like it's a little like again it's not like no budget but it looks like it's got like a modest budget more so than you'd expect for a film like this i guess yeah yeah it looks i mean good. i'm gonna watch it yeah, yeah. i'm gonna watch the shit out of <laughs> it's it. it's a really good concept for a thriller this? yeah yeah and al pacino I feel and like michael keaton yeah do you think it's going to theaters um Probably I hope not. So? <laughs> but I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I don't think it will be. No, probably not. I mean, You're it's already right. got it's already got a Rotten Tomatoes score, so it came out somewhere. Oh, uh, okay. I think maybe it did festivals. Festival, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll watch this. I'll watch this Hell fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about what about this <laughs> next one? Night Shift. Oh yeah, the haunted motel. Um. There's been a bunch of movies called this, aren't haven't there? <laughs> Including <laughs> most like most it. notably one one starring Michael Keaton. Maria. Oh. <laughs> no, this looks fun. It's it's a woman getting a job at a really sketchy the night shift job at a really sketchy motel, yep. and spooky shit starts happening. 
Um, but it looks slightly tongue in cheek. It looks like it's being a little playful. Yeah. Um, looks like a lot of kooky things happen. Ghosts, violence, other things, probably murderers. I don't know. It looks, it looks fun. Yeah. It does look fun. I can't get over the line though. In the trailer, he says, he says, I know it looks like, it looks like the Adams family (laughs) lives here about his office and his office is basically stuffed birds and stuffed animals in a hotel so the line should be it looks like norman, norman bates, K- yeah. bates used to live here because that is literally it's what literally the bates hotel room. office yeah. looked like yeah <laughs> um, i don't know off- why they said adam's family a motel office covered in taxidermied animals yes yeah. the right. adam's family <laughs> i really hope the writer somewhere after they shot it was like sitting in his room and went ah oh, fuck, fuck I should norman norman bates, bates. Oh, can I call something? No, they already shot it. God damn it. Maybe they were worried people wouldn't get the Norman Bates reference. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, they did Maybe. just do Bates Motel, though. People know who Norman Bates yeah, is. Yeah, People true. know who Norman Bates is. And, like, the whole movie feels very, like you said, cheeky, like, inside. Like, this is for fans of horror movies that have, have like, experience yeah. with the genre, for sure. Very, yeah. very, very well put. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the vibe of this trailer. Yeah, it does look like it could be very good. Like, um, this one's definitely going straight to streaming. It's not. Yeah, there's production. no actors I recognize. It doesn't look like a, they obviously just have the one location, but yeah, um, it's lit in a real fun way. Like I'm trying to f- like a Doctor Mad Blood kind of style, if that makes sense to you. Like it, it's, I don't know. It's it's it just looks um it looks fun. It looks like they're like you said they're having fun with the genre. Yeah, it could get, it it deserves a little more hype than it's getting, I would say too. Like yeah. it's it could have it's a candidate there. Um so people should check that out. You like horror movies? It's a horror movie. Yeah. Do you like horror? horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of horror movies, this is getting more hype than uh like this is at like let me see. Half a million views. Oh yeah. Um okay. so people are getting there. This next one, uh Sting. Uh, it is not about Sting. Not yeah. about. It's not about the uh, Gordon Sumner, and it's yep. not about Steve Borden. Steve Borden. Yeah. No. Borden that's None right. of the Stings. Um, Neither. It's st- actually Stinger's a little tired, brother. It was actually a confusing title because when I realized it was about a spider, I'm like, yeah. do they sting? No, they don't. They bite. I mean, yeah. it, I've heard it described as a sting by certain authors because if you think about it, that's technically what they're doing because they don't have a mouth. Yeah. That's true. Like those fangs just poke you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> uh, but it's the name of a spider that appears to be smart. Mm-hmm. Smart spider. Mm-hmm. And it appears I love to be this. some sort of demon or spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's an like alien a, spider. Like a, we don't know. Could, it could yeah, be. It's yeah, it's like an apartment point. building. Yeah. It, oh, it absolutely could be an alien. And the, a little boy finds the spider. He names him Sting. Um, and he does this little whistle at the spider. And the first, the first sign, like the first sign that you need to squash the spider, is it whistles back at him. <laughs> yeah, that's when you, that's when you squash it the spider. The, but, it like mimics yeah. the whistle. Yeah, it mimics the whistle, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, uh oh. And then it becomes like a motif in this trailer, which is that as this, as the spider, of course, gets bigger and starts murdering people, it keeps whistling. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's a fucking delightful premise. <laughs> um, that's such a cool little detail. And the spider gets to about the size of a dog. Yep. Which is the exact perfect yep. size. Yep. I it's was gonna big say... enough that it's terrifying because it can both kill you and there's nowhere that you can hide from it if it's that size. And it takes a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's key. 
It's gonna be it's like, gonna be chewing on you for a bit. <laughs> yeah, like giant spider when they're like the size of a house. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be near one of those. Right. But it's somehow less like it reminds me of Eight Legged Freaks. Remember that movie? The yeah. spiders were also fairly small. Um, and I think that's a really some of them were good... there were huge ones too. But that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this I was thinking about Itsy Bitsy watching this trailer. Yeah, uh, which that's another spider movie you and I covered a few years ago, and uh, this looks like a much much better version. But they yeah. also I did wanted to call out Itsy Bitsy for doing that idea first, which is recognizing no, yeah. that a spider the size of a retriever is way scarier than one yeah, the size of a car. Yeah, and you only need the one. And yeah, and you only need the one. Like yep. one of one spider that size loose somewhere in your house, that's enough of a problem. That's a ninety yeah. minute problem. Yeah. Currently, though, <laughs> I'd say the movie Arachnophobia is the closest we've gotten. Like that's the Jaws of spider movies. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Where we did the one, and that was like, all right, that's our spider movie. Um, and they did it by having a lot of spiders, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had like one big one. I do like this version. Um, and like the, I think the whistle is the key though to me, yeah. which is like, that gives it this weird personality and quirk that it's like, why the spider's fucking whistling <laughs> yeah. and it steals a baby and it's like, and it seems it, to be webbing people. It gives it intent. Yeah. Yes. It <laughs> it's, 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 it's the spookiest thing about it. Yep. So it, that's not the only... The spider wants to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it understands what it's doing. Like, yes. Yeah. Also, it's such a good detail. Let alone that it like we hear we learn that it grows twice its size in a, in a night. Right. And unscrews it's, the lid of its own jar to get out. Yeah. It's the spider that bit Peter Parker, basically, had yeah. that one grown huge. Where it's like, yeah, this spider is up to no good. Yeah. I love... The yeah, spider's because, having thoughts. Yeah. yeah. In arachnophobia, they do this thing where they... They also kind of give the main spider, they don't give it thoughts, but it's like weird and formidable. You know what I mean? It has, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, um, yeah. And it's been you a can cat think of it as like the spider. Right. And like, if you think of them as like hunting machines, you know, like Jaws where it's like, you can, you don't need to give it reasons, but it makes it so much scarier <laughs> if you know, like if like the spider has like a plan <laughs> yep. and the spider is vindictive and the spider is like specifically going after you or people you love. Like that's such a good fucking idea of like, just make us give a spider intent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the suggestion the, of it. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. the big, like intelligent species on this planet, the moment an insect or like arachnid shows close to our level of intelligence that one needs to be squashed burned and then yeah. like buried and like shot yeah, into shut space it down like yeah it's like no we can <laughs> shut this down right yeah. now <laughs> you can't have yeah. that challenging us sorry sorry spider yeah. But... Yeah. i don't need i don't need hornets driving cars <laughs> yeah exactly um renting the house and... next door <laughs> yep so while like Itsy Bitsy did some good spider effects and stuff, I feel like this is what we really needed, which was like this is the better execution. It's not enough that. for it to just be a big spider. Yeah, it needs to be kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, and this looks nuts. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, listen, if you don't like spiders, don't watch this trailer. Yeah, um, it's pretty bad. If you have a fear of spiders. Yeah, but there's gnar- the gnarly ass practical effects in this. It's not just a. There's some digital shots too, but it was mostly mostly uh, practical, practical spider. Yeah. Looks good. It does. It looks fucking it looks gnarly. So good. yeah, <laughs> do not watch it if you have any any level of arachnophobia. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't think you'd need us to say that to you if you had that. 
No, like I don't no, know. Hopefully. Well, maybe this it's spider thing that, won't trigger me. Yeah, it's more that it's named Sting, where it's like, what is this about fucking Frodo's sword? And then you click on it, and then it's a spider. Like it, you might get tricked. Yeah. into watching yeah. a spider trailer, I guess. Yeah, it's not about um, a sword, a wrestler, or a musician. It's about a, a spider. No. Yeah. Uh, Blackout is our next trailer. Yep. I'm sorry. This I just, is a. I just, I'm sorry. I just had the image of the spider putting someone in the scorpion death lock. Oh, that'd be amazing. Except it would be the spider death lock. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. I mean, I want that for spider it. Spider descends from the ceiling on its on its little line, but it's it's wearing crow makeup and has a bat. It has a baseball bat. Baseball bat. Yeah. bat. You can't, you're not going to out-wrestle a spider. I mean, it's got eight limbs. What are you going to do? Yeah. What if it what if it did that and started singing every breath you take? <laughs> like, what if it was just all the stings rolled into one? Uh, Start singing <laughs> tea in the Sahara. Yeah. numbers. <laughs> it's coming at you with a bat. <laughs> you could have several bats. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need all those legs to walk. You could have oh, two, that's a two bats. <laughs> Four bats. Four yeah. bats with sting makeup on, the crow makeup. Amazing. Amazing combination of wearing ideas. a trench coat. Yeah, please give us fan art of that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. that that's what I want out of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, blackout. This is um yeah, this looks pretty this looks pretty fun. This is a um indie uh werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Werewolf. yeah. With a little mixed uh, media he, too in, in the in the trailer anyway. It yeah. kind of goes into like pencil sketches and then some light animation and then most of it is is film, but uh Yeah. Yeah. Or live action, I guess. But um it's from a director named Larry Fessenden, who is a the well known name in indie horror and this also shows up in a lot of uh, horror movies as an actor um right so i'm really curious to see this because i've not actually seen any of the movies he's directed i've seen him in a few movies like we are still here um but i haven't yeah, actually watched any of that. his movies uh, yeah if you've seen we are still here he plays the stoner friend i was like yeah because he family. has a very familiar face and i was like oh, what's he been for yeah that kind of makes sense oh yeah yeah he's been in a bunch of stuff Damn it! This is what I'm. I'm looking up this film, and it's one of those films that has like oh yeah, like blackout, blackout. Yeah. yeah, but it's all right. I found the one. Yeah, I oh him, he's fucking great. He's in um he he's in House of the Devil. He's in Brooklyn Forty Five. He's great in that. Oh, um, watch that. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 let me see if I've seen his stuff. Oh, The Ranger. Okay, yeah, this is um, this is awesome. Like I, I don't know that, that that's um. Oh wait, sorry. He was he was an actor in the Ranger. What was he directing? Uh, oh right, he directed Pod. I I never saw Pod. Um, and then fucking he did some ABC of Death. Oh wait, no. He sorry. He was an actor in Pod. God damn. I keep going back and forth. All right, I'm looking at his stuff. Yeah, he's he's definitely done a lot of really like. Real uh, indie horror, horror, indie yeah. horror, and like he, yeah, and this he's this, a great actor. This movie does look micro budget, yeah. but it looks it really does. interesting. It looks like classic werewolf. Yeah. Like they make him classic werewolf. They make him look like the the, the Lon Chaney werewolf. Yeah, yep. And it's from the perspective of the werewolf. Um, it seems right where it's like, yeah, that's the reason for the title. Like he's explaining it in the trailers, basically 
the night before the full moon and the night after is just a total blackout for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he plays a painter, which explains why. Oh, with the the mixed mixed media. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 This is probably going to be really good. I'm excited for this. It's probably going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exciting. (laughs) This was on my short list for more hype. Um, I think it's it, it was simply the the thing that I chose had less views and ultimately fair um, makes sense. fair you have to make hard decisions like that when you're deciding who deserves more hype that's exactly. true Dave um, but this wields a, a position of intense power when he decides <laughs> it keeps me up at night it yeah. keeps me up at yeah. night <laughs> and responsibility power and yeah. responsibility heavy lies the crown you know <laughs> yeah. to be the arbiter of deserving hype exactly <laughs> the arbiter of hype. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this. I mean, this this is gonna be good. I, I think I, so. If I you think like so. horror, yeah. And if you like, if you're familiar um, with this guy or any of the movies he's been in or made, you check out the trailer. It looks weird and micro budget, but like good. It doesn't yeah. like the acting's not like bad. It's not like poor. It's cheaply lit, but not like badly lit. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Excited for that. Uh. Man. Excited for this next oh, one. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. Boy Kills World, um, a lot of layers here. One, it's ri- the one of the writers wrote Ellen Wake Two, apparently, or did the okay. story by, and Child's Play remake, which was fine. I I liked it. The, I remember liking that all right. Um, and uh, this is uh, Bill Skarsgård playing a guy who is apparently he's mute he's and deaf, and, deaf yeah. and he is doing a revenge rampage. And so he is chosen. He's also in what I believe to be the thriller vest uh, in some of these shots. He might be. But he, uh, he has an inner yeah. monologue that's based off of the last thing he heard, which was a video game character, which while he's not in the IMDb, uh, I guess he kind of doesn't need to. No. Because that is fucking, that's Bob's Burgers right there. Yeah. That's H. John Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the, tra- yeah. they, they list his name in the trailer. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. It's weird. He's not in. I was looking on the IMDb, and I'm oh. like, shit, they don't. Um, so it's 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 Bob Bob Berger uh, narrating a John Wick essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He plays uh, Bill Skarsgård's internal monologue because he's never right. He hasn't heard his voice in however many years it's been, and and that's not like the weirdest part. Apparently, he's trained by a, a mysterious shaman, according to this. Okay. I'm reading. Um, and he is something about, it has to do with his childhood imagination, like mixed into it. So there's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's very surreal. He's fighting like a serial mascot in one scene. And like, it's unclear what's real and what's fake as I think it's going to be the, the vibe throughout. Yeah. Cause it's like, they, they were doing a hunger gamesy thing too. It seemed like, yeah, yeah, it was very, yeah. So it seems like it's a dystopia. Yeah, that's what I was. Yes. that's what I felt. They do a it show says, called The Culling, where they make people come on and fight breakfast cereal mascots to the death, including yeah, a it, Captain it, Crunch uh, analog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those films I feel like that I'm so glad got made because it probably took a lot of convincing because it doesn't feel like it has an elevator pitch. You know what I mean? Right. Where it, it's like really weird, but in a weird and complex way. Yeah, uh, and then. It, on top of it has great fucking action it looks like yeah yeah the action looks really fun i have an action critique yeah for sure um and it's not a big critique and it's not just this movie but i've noticed a pattern kitchens 
Kitchens, kitchens, kitchens. Yeah. So many kitchen action scenes now. And I know why, because they're fun as hell. Yeah. But like, didn't the raid have one? The raid I know two Mo- has Monkey one. Man has one. Uh, this has one. And I don't know. I I feel like what's interesting is I, I don't feel like kitchens are played out because there's so many things you could still do. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a man get decapitated by a dishwashing machine, <laughs> for example. That's true. You could wash his decapitated head. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm starting to I'm starting to get that thing where I'm like, there's another goddamn kitchen. Yeah. You guys love your kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's gonna get burned on that flat top. We know that's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> Still looks great. Still looks awesome kitchen yeah. fight, you know. I just wanted to point out that um well, first of all, this looks like Streets of Rage, the movie. And oh, I'm really excited okay. about that. <laughs> um it, it does seriously look like a side scrolling beat 'em up. <laughs> Yep. Like it final really fight does. or some shit. Um, but I wanted to point out that now two Scars Guards have played deaf mute characters out for revenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alexander Scars Guard in the film Mute. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. What's going on there? I don't know. I don't know what it means. Probably nothing. Yep. Maybe everything. I mean, Alexander movie, likes to way... get revenge in movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's kind of his deal. <laughs> this movie, by the way, has mostly good reviews. Um, I feel like it's one where it's going to be like um, it's going to be like a light smoke and aces, and I don't mean that the tone will be that. Right. More of just that, like you're either going to really like it or you're not. You know what I mean? Like it's either going to work or not. I think the tone mm-hmm. is going to be kind of wacky yeah. from what these reviews um, seem to indicate. I'm seeing the word Looney Tunes come up. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so I think that's the that's the idea, right? Is he has the mind of a child yeah. who has like that imaginary friend stuff. So it's like mixed in. But um it that makes me more curious about this movie, frankly. Yeah, it's like, just everything about it that makes it surreal and weird. Yes, pile that on. <laughs> yeah. Please. Movies should be weirder. Don't be scared yeah. to be weird. I love that. weird. Yep. Speaking of weird, uh, our final trailer is The Sympathizer. It's uh, it's Robert Downey Jr. doing clumps. He's um, <laughs> he's he plays a spy. Yeah, he plays. I think he's a spy, so he's just dressed up. I in think a bunch he's of a, things. I think yeah. he's like the CIA handler of the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I assume he keeps showing up in different in different disguises. That's what it looks like. Yeah, this is okay. So it's co-directed. They they really lean into it, but he's only he only directs some of it. Uh, Park Chan-wook, who um, did Old Boy, of course, yeah. The Lady Vengeance stuff, Thirst, I'm a Robot, uh, or uh, sorry, I'm a Cyborg. Um, what was that last one he did, The Handmaiden? That was a real fucked yeah. up one. Um, he also did a miniseries that no one fucking saw called The Little Drummer Girl. And I only bring that up because this feels very similar to that. Okay, They both dealt with like spies and stuff. Uh, Little Drummer Girl has fucking Michael Shannon in it. Everybody should watch oh, it. Okay. Um, it's very well done. This was also adapted by Don McKellar, who Tom we reviewed the wor- the film last night, which is what he was the screenwriter of and starred in, I believe. Right? He made that. He directed, I think, too. Which one was last night? Last night on Earth, the one where it's everybody having their last day. Sandra O's oh in it. Oh, that one. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one that like could have been insufferable, but was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was pretty good actually. <laughs> yeah, he's a good. He also adapted the film Blindness, which is a very bleak film, 
but a very good adaptation. So this is all to say that this is probably going to be an extremely good mo- uh, miniseries, I think. Yeah, it's about a, a Vietnamese man right after the Vietnam War um, is living in America, but he's a communist spy, but also a spy for America. So he's a double agent spy. Yeah. Um, it looks like a lot of tense ass spy shit. Yeah. And it's like kind of funny. Um, yeah, with a little bit of zaniness in it. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, from this writer, I'm like, yeah, he could probably do that. Yeah. You know, he could probably pull that off. Park Chan Wook was not, he's not like the best with comedy, <laughs> but he doesn't, I mean, he's just directing, you know, he's not fucking, he's not writing it. Um, and then the other director apparently did episodes of electric dreams which i hear is a good series they seem to be a tv person um doing a lot of tv All right. directing. Well, this is a mini series on max so that works yeah exactly um yeah i think this is gonna be fun yeah what it looks it think? looks good um i'm into the story yeah oh yeah yeah it uh it looks like Park Chan-wook is also producing it, so he probably had a big hand in it. He probably didn't just direct episodes. For sure, but, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, we don't get a lot of spy yeah. movies, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> he said uh, two weeks after Argyle. <clears throat> but like, oh, yeah. what we got, The Americans was a big spy series, and then the one... Oh, I can't even remember the other one, with the guy from... With Claire, what was it? Claire Danes is in that one. I don't know, but it was oh uh, Homeland. Homeland, yeah. He had those, but those are like still ended a few years ago. I think both of them did, and so and it's nice to see like a spy movie that isn't just all like as to be fair, isn't just a bunch of white people. That's like oh okay, we're yeah. gonna see this uh, how the idea of this person who's already going to be torn between two cultures being somebody who's not white in the United States. And so like the, I think the idea that that's going to weigh on the decisions of the character and everything is very interesting and just adds a different yeah. dynamic to than we normally get with just every other spy movie. Right. Which is again, the little drummer girl, it, it's, it's, it's a complex idea. It's not, it's, I think it's still, I, th- I don't, I think it's, it's what's her name? It's fucking, um, fucking, uh, God, God damn it. Uh, I can't even remember Scarlett Johansson's character in Black Widow. It's Black Widow's uh, okay. sister. She's the main character in it. Why can't I think of that actress's name? Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so, but they deal with like the complexities of it. Like the, that one's also dealing with this idea that she's spying, but also like feels like shit for doing it. Yeah. And it's just not so simple. Um, and so I, I really like dealing with those complexities with stories like this and this, I don't know. I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, should we thank some more producers and then talk news stories? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Big. Oh, thank you to psychic Bigfoot. Thank you. He's out there. (laughs) Thank you to David knife boot. Knife boot. Knife boot. Thank you to Deborah's awesome. Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless and his elephant army demand you watch Lair of the White Worm. Did did it. Did it today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to (laughs) Ed Nug. Thank you so much. 
Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Woo. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to Hey Tom. When are we getting the sequel to Stitches? <laughs> Thanks. Stitches Thank 2 you. with a vengeance. Oh, man. Let me swoop in here. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to do one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've written other things where those characters show up again. Um, thank you to Ombre. Woo. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction. Gorge. Thank Woo. you. Thank you to Jay the Crow Baron says, build a guillotine in rich people's yard. 2024. Yes. <laughs> thank you to Krishanovich. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Lieutenant Frank Drebin, Police Squad. Thank you. Make it a look mime on a podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Woo. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. And thank, thank you. you to Mongolian throat skanking. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about this Beatles thing. Jesus. Sam Mendes <laughs> is making not one, not two, but four fucking biopics for each beetle yeah this is it really is boomer last stand yeah it really is i wrote, I wrote down this is boomer brain death this is yeah. all the yeah. synapses firing in the last instant <laughs> four beetles movies <laughs> yeah i have a confession i'm i don't care for the beatles um sure i don't i've never listened to a beatles album i know all the songs because how could you not? I once worked at Cinemark where uh, when I worked at Cinemark, the music, you, you've, if you've ever worked in retail, they have pre-recorded, you know, it's like music, yeah. right? The for, channel. It's a, it's a channel for a lot of places. They just sign up for a service. And for a very long time they had, and they, it often changes, you know, like mm-hmm. it'll be Christmas music or this one had in its channel, a best of Beatles album um, ad where they only played about 15 seconds of every Beatles song throughout this ad. And the channel was on for that particular few months. The loop was like 25 fucking minutes like of the channel. So like every 20 minutes, I just heard a brief bit of every Beatles song. Uh, And that was enough to make me go, I don't, I think I'm all set with the Beatles. (laughs) So I that's all to say I have no opinion about these because I'm yeah. not going to watch them. For me, yeah. it was the opening cinema of Time Crisis 2 was in the lobby mm. where I worked at a movie theater. So I had oh. that in the summer of 2002. I had the opening cinema of Time Crisis 2 memorized, yep. including yep. sound effects and music. All right. Yep, of course. Uh, yeah. Any Beatles fans? I mean... They're, they're Christian, you go band. first. I don't know. I, it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to form. There there are zero new opinions about the Beatles at this point in mm-hmm. the year of right. our Lord twenty twenty four. Um, I, my only my most recent Beatles opinion is that I don't think they should have released that partially recorded song that John did, and then they had AI finish it. I hate the idea of people people's half finished work being finished by an AI and then being posthumously released without their permission like that <laughs> inherently as somebody yeah, who's creative thi- who's created things no don't do that that's bad like that seems like I, yeah even, even if Paul McCartney like approved it I'm sorry but like 
I don't want my half finished work finished by somebody else in the yeah. Release. Like Man. that's just I, I, on a personal level. No, I totally get that. I th- all the Beatles were involved. I think the AI was overstated. I think they used an AI to mix it. Okay. Um. So it was, but it was oh, like right. it was a John Lennon piece that they had recorded in a, one of their last sessions together. A George Harrison piece that they had recorded apparently in the '90s when they were trying to revisit the song again. Okay. And then apparently. I think Paul and Ringo might have recorded new stuff for it. So it's all four of them in there, actually. (laughs) I wish the song, the lyrics were like, for some reason, them singing about how they have six fingers on one hand (laughs) and NFTs are good. It's a bad AI. (laughs) Got too many teeth in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. 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 uh, Classic Beatles song, Got Too Many Teeth (laughs) in My Mouth. All that that is to say, I still agree with you, though, Christian. It feels a little like... Well, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I could see we like doing? we're jerking off. <laughs> yeah, if they actually got together and finished the song, which they kind of did as much as they could, I guess. Right. So may, I don't know. Mm. Honestly, it's between the four of them. Right, <laughs> two, of them, be, two of them are yeah. dead. So yeah, right. Um, but my opinion on the Beatles is oh, they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Fine. I, 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 these fucking movies are gonna just—they're gonna take up too much of my like i'm like oh we're gonna have to cover the trailers i'm gonna have to be in sitting in movies and these trailers will have to run before the movie are they gonna do them one at a time i just don't care enough and they're just a nuisance to me yeah however it would be amazing if the four biopics are george harrison a paul mccartley and then two john lennon ones and that was <laughs> they it just don't do Ringo. that would make up for yeah that would make up for everything it is it is weird that there's not like a definitive beatles biopic i guess it's actually not yeah. weird because paul mccartney is still alive and he is ferociously litigious yeah right <laughs> i imagine it's got to get approval from him and from uh, ringo as well and maybe that's it's one just of those harder things. to do when everybody's still alive yeah, we've yeah, done enough forced biopics. You know, like we've done enough biopics of people who didn't need biopics. Right. Yeah. It is weird that we are not like even if they aren't interesting, they'll make it interesting. And also, right. one of them at least has a very interesting yeah. uh, plot point. <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> like it isn't not interesting. I mean, two of them. George Harrison got s- attacked and stabbed in his mansion. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. There. I mean, there's a lot of. There, I mean, there's plenty. Obviously, I mean, he though. had that one coming. That's true. Um. Anyway, um, I actually don't know the context of that. <laughs> somebody just broke uh, into his all. house and attacked him. Yeah, uh, it was the subject of a Family Guy joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I the Beatles I think are obviously deserving of a right because they're such a yeah. Oh no, obviously so, they have such a stranglehold on American pop culture. Yep. Um, yeah, and like I do think people our age still give a shit about them. Yeah, uh, I know people who do. I know, like, yeah, we're like the last Cody generation. And Katie. Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's why it's like we better get this done quickly. Yeah, because if they wait another like five years, they won't no be. I don't. Care. Yeah, I think they won't be. It's sort of like what happened with Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we're getting a lot of Elvis movies now, but like, he's not the figure that he was. Yep. Twenty. No. Not even twenty years ago. He's a little creepy. Like, I don't know. There's just oh, something yeah, about absolutely. Elvis where. Yeah. I mean, it's just nothing stays around forever, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And not even the yeah, Beatles. Yeah, exactly. Like, not even the Beatles, although they're still yeah. pretty dominant. But Well, yeah, and, like, music is a specific thing that's very iterative. So there, it comes to a point where we're so many iterations past where they were, where it's like, 
oh, okay, you can still hear some of it in modern music and everything, but it's still so very different that it gets harder and harder to relate to. It's like making... Yeah. I, I mean, we you make Amadeus because he's such a, like, a singular figure, but you're not going to make a right. movie about, like, Limp Biscuit in 40 years. Like, you're not going to do... I mean... He's directing. That's true. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, do think, I, I think that I think you could make a comedy about fucking Woodstock '99. I think oh, you could make a solid yeah. comedy about that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of terrible things went down. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But it, you, would, it would be all right. You could make a dark comedy about Woodstock '99. For sure, make a dark comedy about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I think four Beatles movies is too much. Yes, it's too much. Just make the one. We haven't even made one. Why are we doing? Are, There's been a couple. Like the there was cinematic. Are they gonna? Are they gonna like? Do like Thanos moments? I hope so. I hope appear. like Sam Jackson comes in at the end of the Ringo one, and then they, the Fab yeah. Four has to fight Thanos. And uh, right, the next but I one. assume it's going to be all the same actors, right? Like when, like when the other characters are in the other movies, are they going to be played by the same actors? I would assume so. Um, I would assume he's going to film all of them at the same time. Yeah. Right. So like. I, I, it's, it's fun. Oh. It's a fun idea, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, just make the one movie then. I don't know. Actually, what I, what I actually think is going to happen is that these movies are not going to get made. Uh, <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a possibility too. Yeah. I think he might make one of them. Be amazing if he starts with Ringo and then they cancel him <laughs> and we just get one we Ringo, just get a Ringo biopic. Yeah, that'd be the, that'd be the greatest. I mean, that's that'd be awesome. Great. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking I, of, well, I mean, oh, sorry. You had more thoughts. No, we can move on. Um, <laughs> and we should move on. I was just going to say real quick before say? we move forward. I hope this is like Sam Mendes' Lord of the Rings. Like he turns an entire town in fucking New Zealand into, <laughs> into the 1960s. So the Beatles. In the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> just hiring and then they a fight a dragon. Locals. They fight yeah. fucking yes, Smaug. absolutely. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of movies that I don't believe are ever actually going to come out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gareth Edwards' like Jurassic it, yeah. World. Yeah, Gareth. Uh, so what was very funny is we reported on the last guy, the, the fucking bullet train guy. And I think before we even released David Hypecast. Leitch or Leech. Yeah, before we even released that Hypecast, he had been pulled from it. Mm-hmm. The, and the, the morning is, after we recorded it, but before the episode went up. Yeah. <laughs> I, and now they're like, all right, I guess Gareth Edwards. And I, I have a few things to say about this. One, I actually think Gareth Edwards is a good choice for a Jurassic sure. Park. Yeah. He he was a bad choice for... The reason he's a bad choice for Godzilla is the reason he's a good choice for Jurassic Park. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, no. Because Godzilla... <laughs> I'm not sure what Godzilla, you mean. Godzilla, he, he, he spent too much of Godzilla teasing it and like took it way too seriously and made it gritty for something that was a very dumb plot and essentially just as dumb as any other Godzilla. I think Save you could bring original, that instinct. Yeah. yeah, I think you could bring that instinct into Jurassic Park and make like bring because here's what's occurred to me about what's weird. I think I'm sure we've said this before. But the Jurassic World films, they had like that Netflix lighting and they're so opposite of thrillers or horror. You yeah. know what I mean? Um Trevorrow, except for the they, second one. They tried one, someone in the second head. one. They tried someone in the second one, yeah. Right. But like Trevorrow, the guy who they were like, this is our guy, basically shoots them like a Netflix adventure comedy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they're bad. They're bad. We, we don't have to 
talk about why they're bad. But what's wild to me is then that they were fate. They were like, okay, well, those were bad. We're redo. We're making the series. Let's start again. Let's get the bullet train guy whose directing style is exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Like I like that director, but he still makes these like brightly colorful lit, like, you know, like bombastic. So it was like their instinct was to do, do this, basically the, the exact same thing. I think they were hope going for hopefully his action pedigree. Yeah. But again, Jurassic Park, it's not really an action. But it no. could right? be if you hire a guy like be. that. So that's like the right. old, that was like, like a reason. Hobbs and Shaw guy. Yeah. yeah. That was a reason to get excited. We talked about it on that episode. Right. But then they've like begrudgingly decided, they're like, all right, if not that guy, I guess we'll go to the guy who makes like dark <laughs> and like <laughs> sci- dark sci-fi things. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. He should have been the first person you went to yeah. about this. Like, out of, just, out of those two, me, yeah. Yeah, it, yes. To me, it speaks to they really don't understand Jurassic World, do they? Or Jurassic Park. They, they haven't for a long time, and they just seem completely lost. Yeah, I mean, the only that time can, that dinosaurs uh, are scary is if they are in a place where you don't have tanks and helicopters. Like... Yeah, they. I guess you can try to make them scary, but that the reality is, it's it's yeah, it's like any anything that's a couple of aliens trapped on a ship with somebody or something like that. It's it's the fact that you are there and you are as a human, you're not that useful against something that's a monster. But when right. there's and- a lot of humans together with a lot of technology, then they're no longer like a threat. Like it's not the, right. Yeah. And I'm not saying we can't make action dinosaur movies or movies where someone rides a fucking motorcycle with raptors. Right. What I'm saying is that they did that already (laughs) and they weren't good. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And so that's why it's so interesting to me that they're like, okay, well, let's switch up gears with just another guy that would do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, And then it's weird that it took them so long to think of Gareth Edwards. Although to your point, Tom, I am curious if he's going to stay on this. Right. He did get uh, kicked off of Star Wars very famously. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I don't love Gareth Edwards. I think he's a good director. Um, sure. Or rather, I should say, I don't love all his films. Um, but I, I liked Rogue One. Yeah. I liked Rogue I liked, One a lot. Yeah. I like Monsters. It's just, I don't know. I don't. It just feels like they're twisting in the wind. They they just have no fucking idea. No, the idea is we need to make a fourth one because all these made one and a half billion dollars. That's the yeah. idea. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah but even maybe, even, even maybe that dog make... shit third one, Dave, made a billion and a half dollars. Just about. Right. That's the problem, right? <sighs> yeah. Like <Yep>. everything. Because <laughs> it's not like anybody thinks those movies are good. Because that's. That's what's interesting about those movies. It's kind of like, remember when people talk about Avatar of like, made all the money in the world and then it just sort of vanished from the zeitgeist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree with that. James Cameron's a great filmmaker, but it, it just really speaks to the fact that these films feel like griffs, where they're like, we know that we, if we just get a billion dollars in theaters, it doesn't matter that afterwards everybody collectively goes like, wait, those movies were bad, weren't they? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, too late. You watched them. Um, yeah, they, and that's they, what they're banking on. They're packages. They're not selling a movie. They're selling a marketing package. Anyway, we don't need yeah. to get into that. We can move on to some producers. No, yeah, we can. All I want to say is just sure. I don't know. Best of luck to Gareth Edwards. I still <laughs> probably won't watch this out of principle. Yeah, I just I I don't think he's going to survive. I think they're going <laughs> to 
Yeah. We might yeah. well, tomorrow morning before we get this episode up, we may see a news item that says Gareth Edwards out as Jurassic yeah. World yeah. director. <laughs> yeah. They're going through directors uh, like Trump cabinet nominees. Yeah, because who wants to do this? Babe, yeah. Who wants Dennis to Miller make joke this? for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but like no one, who wants to make this? You know, who wants to eat Who wants to eat Spielberg Jurassic World shit? 4? Yeah. yeah, it's not even Spielberg's leftovers. It's his the turds. seventh Jurassic Park movie. Who yeah. wants to make that? <laughs> oh yeah, God, a, mm. there are seven, aren't there? Oh. Yeah, there sure, there yeah. will be. This will be the seventh if they manage That's... to make it, which I am dubious about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's name some pictures. Right. <laughs> Big old thank you to Mister. Tell your wife how many Patreon subscribers you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank you. Uh, oh, I haven't updated your name yet, but thank you to musical guests, the Ludacrismas Children's Choir. Thank I'll you. get on that next <laughs> week. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Screaming, Space McNulty. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Norm. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishment Terrianism Jones. Thank, thank you. Thank you. They get a pre-order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new standalone ticking clock thriller and dark satire called I'm starting to worry about this black box of doom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you. Thanks. They get a Ricky Cilantro. Thank you so much. They get a Rosemary's Baby from a racer. Thank head. you. Woo. They get a Screaming Horse Pyramid. We'll do that to horses. Mm. <laughs> Thank you to Sorry Cop, the world's most laughable centrist. Thank you. All right, Woo. let me step in here. Thank you to Steven. Thank, Thank you. They conveniently place self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Woo. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to the midnight patron with patrons at midnight. Thank you. Thank, Thank you to the oatmeal savage. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to the Tubi Terror Bunny who says the strikes may be over, but egg David Zaz laugh for fun and profit. Woo. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Mm. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Tip. Tip. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Thank you to Why Didn't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon? Yes. And (laughs) thanks to your mom. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dave. Oh. What? We're we're, we're sharing thanks. We're giving thanks. We're we're, we're celebrating the fellowship of Hypecast. Yeah. But I'll tell you what would make this. First yeah. Thanksgiving, the best Thanksgiving, uh-huh. is if you have a movie that deserves more hype. Oh, well, let me reach up here in my ass. Uh, <laughs> I have one. I have one right here. The in my horn ass. of plenty that is my asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cornucopia. This. Yeah, the cornucopia. <laughs> yeah. This one's for you, Tom. Thank you. Um, it's for it. Well, it's for a few people. Um, this is called the Devil's Bath which is a reference to apparently an old-timey um, term for depression. Uh, apparently, uh, taking okay. the devil's bath, I assume. Not drinking the devil's bath, right. although that seems bad, too. Mm. This is coming out March 8th in Austria. Uh, it's a German film. So the reason get your it's, tickets. <laughs> yeah, get your tickets. No, I'm, I assume it'll come out in VOD yeah, of course. soon yeah. after, because this is from the director's of Goodnight Mommy in the Lodge, who I know, Tom, I know you liked their work. I, I've known a few people who like their work. Mm-hmm. I like both a, of those I, films. I, yeah, I like The Lodge okay. They they aren't my favorite, but like I 
my brain knows they're very good. Um, they're very good at what they do, and they I, make I, good films. They make cruel films. <laughs> they do. Um, and this seems so different. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty interested in this. It actually doesn't look like a horror movie. It looks more like a gothic thriller. It's probably has a little horror. It's based off of an actual thing mm-hmm. that happened uh, in like the 1700s, and uh, I think it's 18th century. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it is this idea that in it's in the Bible, suicide is a sin. So if you right. If you kill yourself, you go to hell. But, fun little loophole, if you kill somebody else and then you are executed and get to, like, on your deathbed, repent, well, that's a ticket upstairs right there. Uh, and this was actual thing that apparently happened. It, it, um, I just wanted to interject real quick. We actually just did a weird history episode about this phenomenon. This was a legitimate problem that they ran yeah. into in, in 18th century Europe. Specifically with like young women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Young women who were probably trapped in religious families who didn't have anywhere to go. So you kill your baby. You kill your baby and bam. That was a lot a of ticket. them. That was a lot yeah. of them. Well, yeah. If you're sitting around, you're like, what do I kill? Um, <laughs> you know, that's the easiest thing to that's kill true. if you're just trying easiest to kill target. something real quick. <laughs> God, I'm, this is a bleak way to talk about it. But um, <laughs> that's all to say that this movie is about a woman who gets married and they move to like the woods and she's living with like her mother-in-law and this husband who doesn't seem interested in her. The mother-in-law is like being intense um, and she feels trapped in this place. And while wandering the woods, she finds a corpse of a young woman who apparently, in the prologue we know, did exactly this. Killed her baby. And then died in the woods. And then I guess, from what I can tell, she just starts talking to this corpse. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, decorating it and growing a bond. And we, you can kind of assume where it's leading, which is yep. this idea that she's also going to do this thing. Uh, and that's as much as I sort of know that the trailer is pretty freaky. And again, it feels like lightly supernatural, but it clearly nothing I'm saying is supernatural. Right. Uh, and it looks bleak as shit and probably extremely good considering who's making it. What do you guys think of this? Chris, you want to go first? I already spoke for a little bit, so I'd rather you yeah, go yeah. first. Okay. Um, I like this movie for several reasons or like just the the idea of it and what the trailer is depicting already um because there's obviously like in the united states we have the crucible like that is our representation of what happened to specifically like women who are in hyper religious society who get um who get accused of things or like so it's fun to me just as a cultural artifact to see the way that um this kind of same idea or not the same idea but a similar kind of idea would happen in in europe at the same time um because it's going to be like like it's going to be very different but i'm sure there are going to be some common themes um within just like religion and the way that it stifles or even blatantly just straight up attacks women sometimes um, and of course, because if it is being done based on historical records, it's 
that's a, such a fun idea because there are <clears throat> because any historical records that go far back enough accept things like magic and like demons and things like that as factual like that's not it's not part of that's not anything that they considered fantastical at the time it's like no this is this is part of the motive or like this is part of the things that are happening at the time and so yeah just dealing with things that are like uh in our eyes would be a religious or superstitious basis as being factual at the time is also just super fascinating and i think it looks really good and compelling as a movie just period so yeah those are my thoughts on this specific movie yeah for sure i'm into it i think it's gonna be um first of all i like the way it looks it looks um gosh i just had a perfect comparison in my mind and i lost it (laughs) a little sleepy halloween that wasn't the comparison i had in my mind it's being compared to the witch a little bit which makes sense that's what it is um, the Robert Eggers movie. Um, but this is going to be, you can get a little bit of that in the, in the details that you included from the review, but this is going to be pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, well, they, they hint at it in the, the, the body that she finds the woman has been like horribly executed, which was a thing they started to do to try to dissuade people from doing this. And it didn't work. Yeah. But, um, in the, 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 Write up that Dave includes mentions that there's a lot of gore, a lot of gory executions specifically. So if this movie's going to be pretty wild, uh, I think it looks good, and I'll I'll definitely be watching it. But just be be aware of that, uh, yeah. dear listener. <laughs> oh yeah, this <laughs> is going to be some pretty intense yeah, shit sure. is going to happen. I I, I would yeah bet. yeah, and I think that's the point. So yeah, it's it's definitely deserves more hype i'm honestly surprised yeah like that it hasn't been talked about because it's not like this it's not like they haven't made right good night mommy made like kind of a splash like the the lodge was quieter obviously but yeah like this is a vimo vimo vimeo 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 link Mm -hmm. and it's because the only other link i found was youtube but it was like a bad quality of the trailer so it was like it's weird that like no like i don't know and this is from a month ago and this one specifically has only like yeah not even six thousand views so it's just like what's going on here so fucking it's the it's the good night mommies they remade it they even remade it um so yeah i don't know check it out (laughs) fucking uh the devil's bath the remake is apparently god awful we should watch it (laughs) yeah (laughs) sounds like a friday movie yeah why not (laughs) oh man but uh yeah awesome um, the devil's bath, by the way, that's what I call yeah, fucking really uh, cool. hot tubs. You know, <laughs> the devil's mm-hmm. bath. That's what it seems sinful. like. Seems like sinful. Where he would wash up. Mm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, the devil has a great jacuzzi. Are you know, he's he probably does, true. Yeah. Yeah. Best fucking jacuzzi. Looks like his own head. Oh, yeah. that's so rare. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> you can yeah, keep, him and Ozzy you, have the same jacuzzi. You can keep drinks in the horns. Yeah. Um, folks, we've done it. That's a sewed. Hell yeah. Oh my goodness. We did it. We hyped and we cast. Christian, thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. Thank I'm you. so happy to be here. It was a great time. Thanks, guys. Of course. You sure you don't want to plug anything? Anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Nothing like um, that. Support your local unions. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my job now yeah. is like, um, basically what I do is like I audit contractors and stuff like that to make sure they're paying their union workers the wages that were negotiated. That's good work. So, I mean, 
it's just being in that kind of work now kind of makes me believe even more that unions are one of the best ways that people can actually like fight back against capitalist assholes. So yeah, uh, support your local unions. That's my plug. Solid plug. plug. Uh, We're going to plug our Patreon, which is like a union in no, no real way. It's a union Um, for me and Dave. There's a membership. Uh, (laughs) Patreon.com. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y, Unemployed, exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, mm. Star Trek The Next Futurama, mm. Spiel Boys. Mm. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. That is the night this epi- that, that like Hypecast come out. Basically, if a Hypecast just came out, that night we're watching movies. Uh, yeah. So check us out. Yeah, we also have a store. Head over to GamefullyUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your little peepers onto that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's be done. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.